0: Leadership development exists because none of us are perfect, fully realized people. We all have room for growth in our lives, and we need help along the way. Hi, and welcome to Developing Imperfect Leaders.
1: Because the last time I checked, we're not Jesus.
0: This podcast is a project of the Leadership Development Institute at Hope Community Church, intended to help you explore and grow your leadership skills for service both inside and outside the church. I'm your host, Paul Stiver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kaylin Larson. Hi. And Natty Severson. Hi! Welcome back to the pod. Uh, so here we are, and we're gonna do. This is actually gonna be a special episode. Uh, we're gonna talk about who should I date, and we've not prepared any notes. This is gonna be all off the top of our heads. We're gonna see if we can come up with uh, a good answer to that question: Who should I date? But before we get into it, let's do what we do every week and learn a fun fact about each other. So. Kaylin, first and foremost, I'm not tell going us. I got All one right, on Kaylin's I got ready on to topic. not tell us a fun fact. We're-
2: um, the most disappointing date I've ever been on, like in a in terms of like a comically disappointing date, was actually with my now husband. Um, we had met <laughs> at a retreat for a campus ministry in college, and um, he obviously showed interest. And so we exchanged numbers and, you know, it's before we had cell phones. So he called me a couple times and eventually we got a hold of each other. And I was working on St. Paul campus. The university of Minnesota has two campuses and I was on Minneapolis and he was on St. Paul and I had to go work over there. I was umping a softball game and I said, okay, after I'm done umping, I'll come to your dorm room and, uh, we'll hang out. And so I, I, I come over there and he's like, oh, I'm just finishing up a paper. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And he's like, do you want to edit it? And I'm like, sure. sure. Like, he doesn't know me. I could, he doesn't even know if I can read, right? Like, you know, like he he, just, he, he doesn't turns know out, me. Though. I didn't like, it turns out I'm, a, I, great. I'm qualified, yes, right? very qualified. But he doesn't know that. And he, so he hands it to me and you, I kid you not, because he had printed it off for me to do it manually back in the days of us printing things, right? And it was a fifteen page paper on MSG. He was a nutrition Ooh. major and I was like, Oh my gosh, what did I just sign up for? And I was very leery about the future of our relationship because I was like, He just wants this What? What?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it worked. He made up for it. So
0: if you were gonna come up with a list of like things to not do on a first date, asking someone to edit a paper has gotta mm-hmm. be up there, I was holding back, bursting out with laughter though, because I pictured you in full umpire gear <laughs> showing no. up to the date, like wearing the mask and the huge padded vest. No, it was slow pitch. No, it was slow pitch. You don't wear anything that, but like a, just a mask. Mask. That would be uh, yeah. The oh, that would have been almost equal to him asking you to edit a paper <laughs> at that point. Oh uh, my gosh! Um yeah. I will. I I'm going to do a fun fact on dating. Um, And that this was before I was dating my wife, my now wife, I guess. You don't just immediately, we didn't get immediately married. Um, Before we were dating though, I was interested in her, but I was like dating other people. And she, we worked, we shared an office at the school that we worked at. And she was also aware that I was dating other people. So she took a phone call uh, with a friend in the office at one point and was like describing a date that she had gone on. And I'm like in the office and I'm bubbling under the skin, like with anger and disappointment and like all this, like, I, I just want her to date me, but we're not dating yet. It was very much the office. And, uh, and so (laughs) we are, um, so I'm like in the office and she's on this call. And when she gets off the call, I'm like, maybe we take personal calls outside the office from now on. That was my comment to her. We'd still laugh about it to this day. I was so flustered. We eventually. I can
1: like hear you. Because you wanted to you date now. her.
0: I yeah right. Yeah. So all of this conversation. What
2: did she say to you?
0: She was on the phone with someone else.
2: No, when you said oh, maybe we should do this.
0: I nothing. But later when she we were actually dating, she was like that was so ridiculous. And then she's like, you were talking about dating the whole time, anyway. So you were like, <laughs> you were like, I was like trying to make her jealous, and then she was trying to reverse make me jealous. Meanwhile, we just liked each other and could have just been direct. Anyway, that's that's me.
1: Now I feel this pressure that my fun fact needs to be about dating. Ask, Tell him about how Kurt asked you I out. was going to do that. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So <laughs> my now husband, uh, we went to the same church. We obviously still go to the same church. And I was working on a Sunday morning. And he uh, just boldly came up to me as I'm like training someone in on how to do like this volunteer position. And he comes up to me and he's like, hey, where's the bathroom? And it was kind of deserted. It was (laughs) later after church. I had noticed him in many areas of the building. So like, I was like, gosh, he was was, like kind of followed me around, but like (laughs) trying to like be super discreet as well. (laughs) So all of a sudden he's like right behind me and he comes up to me. He's like, "Uh, hey, I have a question for you. And in my mind, I'm like, he's going to probably ask like, where's the bathroom? Because like, that's what random people ask. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, would you be interested in going on a date sometime? And I was like, uh, yeah. (laughs) And I was like so caught off guard. And I had just gone on a date the previous night. So then I was in my head of like, can I do that? Like, I don't, I just feel so weird. And then I was like, when are we going to go? And he's like, I don't know. I just got to the part of just wanting to ask you out. I hadn't thought about when. And then- we eventually figured it out. I think the topper on the cake was the oh. guy
2: you were training in. Was, was he an intern he at was the an time? He was an intern at the time.
1: He was an intern at the time and he watched this whole awkward. And I was so flustered by it and just like embarrassed. You probably and had some lip sweat. Yeah. And so, yeah. so then Call back. once Kurt left, I looked at him and I was like, do not tell anybody <laughs> and so then I run to Natty's office. So this just happened. And I told Haley he can't tell anybody. And Natty's like, okay, he needs a release valve. So tell him he can at least talk to me about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's smart. As being uh, very not thoughtful.
2: He was very kind about it. I jokingly asked him about it later. And yeah. he was like, yeah, it was whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. That's amazing. I love the, the idea of Kurt just trying to like loosely follow you around the building for oh, any geez. opportunity and then finally just calling it and picking a spot yeah. and going in for it. Oh, that's so good. It just highlights the awkwardness of this topic as we even think about this is uh, it's a fun one for us. We're doing it off the cuff because we kind of want to just see what we can come up with and, and just that might be a more organic conversation. So we're no notes. We're going to dive right in. Um, and, and we're gonna start with actually a leading question uh, uh and we'll see if, what we can do answering this leading question and the question is who should I date so Natty oh my. Are, and obviously I'm not asking I'm we're all married uh just for <laughs> a little background so we're not asking who should we date but more the generally who should yeah. who, should, who
2: should, one should date
0: one date
2: who should one date uh wow great question um you know that that question is super dependent on where somebody's at in their life, I think, right? Um so I'm gonna limit my answer to if you're a follower of Christ, who should you date? Because I, you know, I don't I don't want to dictate the behavior of anybody. Um, that's not what I hope to do. So even as I, I talk about this, I'm not hoping to like dictate the behavior of people listening, just like maybe giving some wisdom. So um, you know, like I, I think one of the things that I've seen most is a desire because there are um there are amazing humans who are kind and generous and sweet and loving who are not Christians. they're not followers of Christ. God mm-hmm. has put in all of our hearts a desire to for goodness and warmth and different things like that. So um it can be really hard when you think about who you're dating, but the the relationships and even marriages that I've seen go most sideways that were most like, not harmful, well, maybe harmful in the sense of, like, destructive are people who have been dating a non-Christian and really fall in love with a sincerely great person, Mm -hmm. right? But their faiths aren't compatible, and in the long run, it's what actually shreds the relationship, Mm -hmm. that, that disparity in faith. Or probably even sadder is that the person who really was having this relationship with God, it really detrimentally impacted their relationship mm-hmm. with God because you start to begin to value that relationship or your spouse over that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And then that relationship um, deteriorates to a point of, even in some people's lives, insignificance. And it's just really hard to watch because as much as I appreciate the idea of of the value of dating and marriage and love and and, and all of those things, Ultimately we are created to be in connection with God. And so even things as awesome as marriage and love and family can't make up for what we need in God. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my just my very first thing. Yeah. I think of there are like I actually have four four like natty's pro tips on oh. on who you should date. But that that's the first one. It's like if you're a follower
1: of Jesus, I would say find another follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I just echo her? Yeah. I I mean, like, that would be my answer, too. I think it's a very, like, not complex question, but there's so many factors and variables that go into that because it's all dependent on the person. So, like, simply I would just say if you are following Christ, follow someone or date someone who is following him as you are. Um, So that's what I would say.
0: That's really good. Yeah, and I, I would add, too, when we ask this question, who should I date, there's almost an implication that you should date. Mm-hmm. And I want to just highlight that actually the gospel and the, and the Bible is going to put forward an ethic that that singleness is also beautiful. Singleness is a good thing that that uh, we don't need to. And I say that to say we the gospel shows us that the greatest relationship that I need is not another person uh, to satisfy me in a dating relationship or a marriage the greatest relationship I need is that with God. Nandy you were hitting on this, right? Like I need to know my creator. And the way to do that is to know Christ. And that actually is more soul satisfying than any marriage, any uh, person uh, here that could love us uh, could ever be, right? So that uh, there's no spouse greater than knowing Jesus and being in relationship with him. And so that that then means that I'm not dependent on dating, to find my identity and my worth, that actually, if, if I'm a single person, uh, there's enough life there in Christ and enough value that I contribute, that that if you're a single person, you're not incomplete, uh, that you're beloved by Christ and that you are valuable to the church, that you're not necessarily uh, less than, and people sometimes will feel that way, you're not less than because you're not in a dating relationship or in a marriage. And that, so I say all that to say, uh, kind of hit on what Natty and, and Kayla were touching on, that when we make dating or a relationship central in our lives, God becomes small. And I've seen many people that I've seen walk away from the faith. That's why they do, is they get into a relationship with someone that doesn't follow Christ or doesn't have an interest in following Christ, and they choose that over walking with the Lord over the long term. Uh, and so, yeah, similarly, kind of a hard word. And yet it is the reality that I've seen over and over in my time as a Christian that If there isn't a compatibility of faith in Christ, um, that's going to be a huge challenge to overcome in a relationship.
2: Yeah, I would qualify that too, even with, we're not saying don't have relationships with non-Christians in terms of like friendships, in terms of uh, helpfulness, neighbors, showing real compassion, real love. Um, We're not saying, you know, seclude yourself, we're just saying this dating thing, which ultimately in theory leads to marriage right mm-hmm. um is a is a sort of different sort of playing field that's going to set you up for a different kind of relationship in the long run but than by having christian friends and or non-christian friends and neighbors that are really beneficial and who you can really genuinely grow in relationship with mm-hmm. um i was you know uh, i'll save it i'll save it
0: Okay. Do we, I want to hear, I think uh, maybe this is what you were going to say, but I want to hear it now if that is what it is. Uh, you have pro tips. You have four pro tips for dating. And uh, just for those listening, Natty is the director of LDI. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh,
0: she's the big wig in the room. Uh, is that, what's that, for? just wearing a huge wig, I guess? She's not wearing uh, a giant yeah, wig. Yeah, I often wear huge wigs. Recently
1: thing. in Connections, the New York Times game. Oh, great. Big wig. Big, big wig. wig. Mm-hmm. Uh, so
0: Natty, Uh, though has has just decorated years and years of leadership development, of ministering to others. And so apparently we're learning. I don't know if I knew this. Nettie has four pro tips for dating and she's going to, we got to hear them right now.
2: It's more like four pro tips and who you should date. So again, and these are specifically for people who are followers of Christ and typically men don't ask me who they should date. It's just, Mm, I don't, they're not coming up to me asking for these tips. So I'm typically talking to women. So if I switch into like language of like that's, you know, very gender specific. It's not because it can't apply. It's just because mm-hmm. that's how I'm used to saying it. And the first one is data follower of, of Jesus. You know, if you're a follower of Jesus, it's it's data follower of Jesus. Um, secondly, is really like look into if they're like actively pursuing their faith. Yeah. Mm. If they if you're actively pursuing your faith, you would like it to mirror them actively prefer, uh, actively pursuing their faith. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of those kind of markers is, um, it would be the, the, the third one would be, are they in like regular accountability with other people besides you? Mm -hmm. Um, because we shouldn't become each other's spiritual, like uh, the cornerstone of each other's spiritual life. We need voices in our lives beyond just our spouse, beyond just, um, one person. And so kind of that, are we pursuing people is are we letting, are they letting other people into their life? Are they sharing what's actually happening in their lives with other people with sin? Do they have people who they're used to supporting with, uh, supporting them and they're showing support to that other person. And you can learn a lot about how they're interacting with people by how they're actually doing their relationships within the church. And then lastly, it's do they like listen when you talk? Mm -hmm. I see, um, women who are frustrated because they're married and they're like, my husband doesn't hear what I say. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't listen. And I think we forget to look for that. So this is the fourth one. Yeah. yeah
1: okay.
2: Um, is that, are they listening when you talk? And that doesn't mean like, do they do everything you say? There's a difference between, oh man, when I say something, Jared does it. He snaps to attention and he does it. But is he considering what I'm saying? And is he, um, does that have an impact on how he thinks, how he views the world, right? Is he taking that into account? Because if if we're not doing that when we're dating, we're probably not going to change just because we get married. Mm -hmm. We're going to, you tend to get, I mean, we tend to get more comfortable once we're married. And you know how they always Mm -hmm. say, you're you're the hardest on the people you're most comfortable with. Um, I think that's true to some extent. And we could do another episode on marriage and talk about why all those things are. Um, But, are they listening to you and are they taking in what you're saying? Uh, doesn't matter to them.
0: That's really good. Yeah. I kind of want to actually use that as the quote of the week. Um, so we're going to, every week we do a quote of the week and we dissect uh, a thought or an article related to the topic. So I want to use Natty's oh, for pro tips. And as we discuss it, I want to bring it back and go back to it. I want to think through more, even more. Why does it matter or why would that be so important? So let's do it. Let's start again. With number one, which was? Are they a follower are of, are they a follower of I Christ? I think we
2: kind of already hit that yeah, one. Yeah, we did hit that one.
0: In All the, right, so let's do, I do want to add, though. Um,
2: oh, go ahead. Add with away. With
0: this one. Or actually, maybe it bridges into the You want to hit so the second one was again?
2: Are they actively? Are they actively pursuing Yeah, so
0: faith? I want to, they kind of go together. So I want to hit on this, I had just a thought. I was thinking about it in terms of uh, three-legged race. Uh, so if you think about being in a relationship or dating as a three-legged sack race, where you each have one of your legs in the and one leg out, are mm. we tracking with me? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how often. I think people you are did
1: a hybrid of two. Events.
2: Yeah, you totally did. So just you normally strap your legs you strap in the three
0: race. How does it work? Race. Yeah, you
2: just strap your legs together. And then you're Otherwise, there's like, of like a, gunny, a potato, sack. gunny sack race.
0: All right, well, let's or... do the potato sack race. No, sorry to let that, everyone down. Wait, no, because you're you you you're alone in that. Okay, sorry to let everyone else down again.
1: Because your legs are is, strapped together. This is if the most
0: don't. controversial debate on the show. Yes, this, this is point. the
1: hottest
2: I've ever gotten. Uh, You're talking about a three-legged race, which does uh, not involve a potato, a potato sack. sack. I,
0: I guess I don't know old-timey approaches to races. It feels pictures. like an old-timey game. I'm uh, this. All right, so this three-legged race. So you are you okay? Let's. I think we're on track here now. Oh, we will be
2: once I find <laughs> this on my phone.
0: So we're talking about a race where you each have one leg that's free and one leg that's united and you have to run together in unison is that are we good with that yes is that a, yeah, what we're talking about? The that's what I meant to describe and I'm sorry that I brought potato <laughs> sack into it or however else because that's a totally different that's the one where you're hopping it's all yes. coming together yes. now guys so alright we've figured it out are you there if you think about dating and relationships as a three-legged race and someone is not following christ or interested in pursuing christ the way that you are that's going to be a pretty tough race someone you are going to be running and trying to learn and grow and pursue your faith and some and that person you're paired with is going to be possibly resisting you possibly um dead weight possibly pulling you back saying oh you know And a practical example might be let's go to church tomorrow and they say wow I'd really love a day to sleep in or let's go to small group tonight. And they say, ah, I've just, we've got such a busy week, right? So you see, there's a bunch of little ways that the decisions could go against pursuing faith instead of, um, actually walking with Christ together. And to think of the, the inverse, right? Where you're like, let's get in a small group. And they're like, I totally agree. I think we need the extra community and the accountability. I need someone else to talk to besides you. Right. Um, so that would be just something I wanted to highlight because we, after we figured out what a three-legged race was, or I guess I figured this it was out.
2: People on Amazon, but they're in potato. But they're not that's together. Not a
1: three-legged race. Yeah, that's they're the, on their own all right, all
0: right. Well, I'm being, uh, I'm being led in, in new ways. Look, it's called developing a perfect leader, so I'm being developed. This is so what that's we get
2: for not planning an episode. Uh,
0: yeah, we get me not knowing what races are and how to do a proper race. Um, okay, other thoughts though on the unequally or not following Christ at the same energy or the same zeal or passion.
1: I would, I mean, I would agree. I think, um, I remember when I did, uh, online dating and like, I was like, how do I know how active, like if they're actively Mm -hmm. like pursuing the Lord and like my first like criteria was like, if there's anything in a profile or if they like, had like a Christian college that they said, but at the same time, that is like zero indication as well. And so. Yeah.
2: Online dating. I'm not, I'm, I'm not anti-online dating because it's hard to meet people. Um, but that, that'd be tricky. And I did have friends who, when they did online dating, they, this was their question. And I think I, I saw, um, a varied approach. And again, I'm not I didn't live that world. So mm-hmm. I can only like look into it and say what I saw work for people and what I didn't. And I think a varied approach works. Some some people were like, hey, I'm gonna go on a few dates. Yeah. And I think over that amount of time, some characteristics will emerge. I'll for see sure. some character, I'll hear what he or she talks about. Yeah. And then um that, that will kind of become apparent, or maybe we'll talk about what do we do, where do we go to church, or what does that look like for yeah. us? What does it yeah. look like? But I also then saw the other, like where I think maybe people were cutting certain other people out maybe too quickly because they didn't speak necessarily the language of our church in particular.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So
2: they're like, if they were really following Christ, they would use this coded language. I was like, no, I don't think that's true either. Because we have certain ways we say things that hope you mm-hmm. listen to our podcast long enough, you're going to start Catching hearing repeated on. language, like trusted voices and... um <laughs> I'm okay in Jesus. We've probably said that a dozen times over the first season. Yeah, Yeah, narratives and different things like that. You're going to hear that language and just being careful not to, well, not to judge a book by its cover
1: or not to judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, like I think either way, does that make sense at Mm -hmm. all? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think like Natty said, it is just in a few dates, I think you'll have a better understanding if this person is actively pursuing the Lord or not.
2: And maybe you'll know that after the first date, it'll become mm-hmm. obvious in either direction, just based yeah. on conversation. But also, it takes some time to get to know people. Mm-hmm. What if somebody's an introvert? They're not just going to like, mm-hmm. just like, throw up their whole spiritual life onto the table on a first date, right? So, yeah.
0: So what an image! It's a really, it is quite an image. <laughs> That is a helpful evaluative tool. they throw tool up on though. the
2: table, though, it's just a empathy because they probably have food poisoning or a virus. Yeah, that's where you would... <laughs> so that's a whole other category. instant second
0: date if they throw up on the table that you get... Because what are you going to do? I Not mean, date someone because they threw up on the table? That'd be uh, terrible. That'd make you a would terrible that have, person. Would that
2: have been the end for you? I don't know. It's like
0: the association. <laughs> for, uh, yeah. Of them and vomit. That would have thrown you off.
2: Yeah. Sometime on the, this show, I'll tell the story about how, how me and Jared had been married for three months and I threw up in bed. Oh yeah! Oh mm-hmm.
0: wow, that's well. We'll save that one. That's uh speaking of throwing up. No, so that uh, uh so that was the advice of of if someone is not yeah pursuing Christ the way you are, just a helpful evaluative tool. But what about pro tip number three? That was
2: it. That, no, that, no was that, was that was number two. No, that was number two. Yeah, number three was oh, are, do they have other people there like in accountability with? they they have. Like they can handle a deep friendship, they can mm-hmm. they can do this, right? They've shown that they have, I guess, the relational chops, right? Yeah. To right. to to do this, they have people they're deeply connecting with. Because I, I see another problem that develops in relationships when that spouse becomes the only thing, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, it's it's sort of like then we, it, it can be that people make their spouse or their significant other and almost an idol. So this is all this is part of the problem of um dating a non-Christian is I think Christian women, and this is my experience in hearing from I'm a Christian woman, and I hear from mostly Christian women. So I'm sure it can happen vice versa. Um, um Christian women, it's really it's really enticing to date a non Christian man because he is not probably looking at God as his object of worship, right? He's looking probably for other things. And mm-hmm. it's not that we all do that. Even as Christians, we we could have a whole episode on making idols, worshipping things other than God. But I think non-Christians because we all have this tendency to worship something, are going to pick something to worship. Mm-hmm. And if you become that object of worship for someone, it probably feels good right mm-hmm. away. You feel cherished, you feel special. All his attention is on me you know, like I feel all these things, right? And you might not call it that, like, oh, he's worshiping me because that that sounds weird and Mm -hmm. like ugly, but it's it's that, you know, it's the thing we see in movies where they go starry-eyed and it's all they can see, right? Well, that's sort of like the idea of worship, right? Like Mm -hmm. my eyes are completely on you. They're fixed on you. You're all I see. You're the center of my universe. That's worship, right? And it probably feels good to be worshiped by someone for a little while, but then inevitably, we as human beings fail each other. So what Mm -hmm. happens if I am the object of someone's worship and I fail them? How is that going to impact them? They're going to be devastated, Mm -hmm. right? Like I say something harsh or I, um, you know, like choose going out with my friends over them. They're going to be utterly disappointed, right? Or what happens when their fixation or their their object of worship switches from me to something else, you don't know what that's going to be. It could be beginning to worship themselves. um, Gosh, their job. uh, What else? Sports. Sports, video games, uh, another, heaven forbid, another woman, Mm -hmm. right? And that, then the relationship is going to deeply change. So in an Mm -hmm. ideal world, we would be worshiping God and loving out of an overflow of, of that worship of God, then loving each other, right? So... I don't, that was a long tangent. <laughs> I had to just think, what was that? What was your was original <laughs> question? <laughs> Which was? yeah, yeah
1: so that, Can you have
0: community?
2: friends? Can you can have friends? friends?
0: <laughs> and I think it's so important, uh, Nettie, what you said, because having friends, having community is actually going to be what helps you think through that. So let's say you got into a relationship where the person is not a believer and they're adoring you and it feels amazing. Being in gospel community might help you walk through that and say, is this actually healthy? Is this wise? Um, and how should you think about that? But I would add from kind of a male perspective, uh, when I'm looking at dudes and relationships, I guess I'm called dudes the, for the sake of this, uh, um, relationships are very, very difficult and hard and dating is hard. And um, if you are a guy who doesn't have people to talk to um you kind of tend to make weird decisions i just have seen that in my life that laughing because it's true uh when when we're isolated we make terrible decisions i've said it in previous we do too. i've said just, it in a previous season it's not yeah this isn't gender specific but <laughs> yeah we do too um i'm just saying so uh so guys though i've i truly need people i can talk to that can actually tell me like it is you know what i mean like actually can say hey i don't know if that's wise i don't know if that's the best idea and but also then uh, look for someone in a partner who is willing to kind of submit under that kind of a community and accountability. Because like Natty said before, if it isn't happening in the relationship at the outset, it's not gonna happen in marriage. We actually got advice in uh, or I heard the line in our pre- uh, premarital time when we were building up to marriage. Some, uh, it was, a, I read it in a book or something, it said, the person you are before you get married will be the person you are after you get married. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> but it's the reality is marriage doesn't change you, right? Like mm-hmm. this isn't some magical thing, nor does dating. And so the wisdom we can practice in the dating process, the how we can look at someone and see, are they in community? Are they willing to sit under accountability? And do they have friends that they are connecting with is going to be a good sign for us as we consider dating them uh, for, will this continue as we go forward? And if they're not doing those things, Likely they will not do that when if the relationship reaches deeper commitment. Okay, any thoughts on that besides laughing at me? for
1: I didn't know why she kept laughing for so long. I was like, What is going on over there? It's just repeating it in my head and thinking, When we're of alone, guys. <laughs> people make decisions in a vacuum.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, uh, this is a it's weird to think that like. Your dating life should actually be done in the context of community oh, that you want sure, people yeah. talking. You think it's all about you, but no, you actually, we really do need to hear, have people uh, care for us if through that. I
1: didn't date in community, I would have broken up with Kurt after probably the first month.
0: Wow.
1: Because I had people say, it's just one more date. You're not saying yes to the future. You're saying yes to the next date. And then I had someone else tell me, you have to give it four months. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, that's a long time. Put a pin in that one. I want to swing back to yeah. that one. And oh, hold on, I got one oh, more. Okay, and yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> write these down. <laughs> and then the other one was, instead of coming back from your date uh, with all the reasons why you shouldn't date him, <laughs> come back with five reasons why you sh- should keep dating Whoa. him. And I, was I like, think that's great advice for you. For sure for mm-hmm. me. Because you're kind of a glass half empty. Yes, I can be a negative yeah. Nancy. Mm-hmm. And... So that was very good advice for me. How hard would it be to me name
2: Nancy? <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, Nancy's. <laughs> yeah,
0: the Nancy's of the world. What is the who's the youngest Nancy? There's probably not a lot of infant Nancy's Baby these days. Nancy. <laughs>
2: baby <laughs> just, <laughs> linda just like there's some names that haven't swung it's just names back that yet they're
0: not yeah are not in the lexicon um uh-huh. ethel maybe there's an ethel or a beatrice though
2: you don't get a lot of baby natalies i'm really hoping hey you yeah. want to name your baby natalie
0: uh <laughs> he's at the camera so um i kind of want to use that as a bridge into the practical the growing together so wait we
2: didn't do the fourth one
0: well that's oh what is yeah what's number four Rule oh, number four.
2: stage fright is killing me. That's
0: okay. This is what happens <laughs> he when you're impromptu. They listen. They, they listen. listen. They
1: listen. Yep.
0: So why does that matter, Kaylin?
1: Why does... Because I think you want to feel heard and understood. And there's going to be times in a marriage that, like, you are talking about something that, like, any conversation you have, there is importance to it. But, like, bigger decisions. If you don't feel like your spouse is listening, it, like there's no equality in decision-making or no, um, care towards the other person. Uh, and you're being just very selfish and thinking, well, I know the best decision, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it and move forward.
2: Yeah. Our last episode was just on being Mm self-obsessed and I would say this needs to be mutual. You need to be a listener too. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this and you can't answer that too, that's something you need to work on. Go back, listen to our previous episode and really begin to work on that self awareness of being self-obsessed. Mm-hmm. Because we need to be able to listen and really
1: use what we're seeing to to help guide how we think about it. Well, them. and that's how you're gonna get to know your spouse better too, is like if they're sharing a need or like something hard that happened in the day, like you are gonna know how to like move toward them in a way that actually would care for them versus you thinking of like, oh well, this is what I would want. So I'm just gonna more move toward them this way. And Yeah, it just helps you to be a more thoughtful spouse.
0: Yeah, so listening, another green flag, right? That When someone's practicing that, we're saying that that's likely going to carry over into more commitment as that goes. Um, But you're thinking about it in terms of dating, right? uh, Is that being demonstrated even now before the greater commitments might come? Um, because if it's not, yeah, I, there's, there's gotta be a mutual respect there and not listening to people's shows there isn't, or that there's at least not a full respect or that again, going back to the three-legged race, um, if you're not listening to someone, it's, you might even be running the opposite direction of them. And to have that in a more committed relationship is just going to cause pain and problems. So yeah, that's a good, another one to evaluate another tool or a pro tip, as they say. I wanted to go back to the advice Kaylin got and thinking about the practical. kind of. So let's say someone has entered into like the beginning stages of a dating relationship. What are some practical things we would want them to think through as they go through that? So Kaylin, you gave some examples of what people were kind of mirroring back to you and they knew you very well and they said, you particularly should do this. But what more generally principles would we maybe say someone would be looking for? Obviously we would say, everything we just talked about with the pro tips, are you seeing some of those things? Um, another one I'd say for evaluating early dating relationship is, is there genuine connection? Like, is yeah. there a spark? Like, or enjoyment. Uh, yeah, enjoyment, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be, in I think in Christian uh, dating, it doesn't necessarily have to be instant fireworks immediately and all this kind of dramatic love as much as like, yeah, are we laughing at the same things? Is there some some different connection points that we're making that we see this moving in a direction? Um, so that'd be one. I'd love to hear other thoughts you guys have.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's so, what you just said really does sound great. Um, that connection of, for me, what are your top values? I think for me, like sense of humor, like not everyone needs somebody with like a keen sense of humor. It's just not a high value to them um, some people would need, like, I need them to like, think with me. I need them to like, we need to be able to have these deep, Mm -hmm. deep conversations and, you know, like whatever is of high value to you, you want to look for that in another person. Um, not that they would
1: meet all of your needs or they would do it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I actually really value having deep, not deeper. Kurt can go deeper in conversations, but there's like I'm more of the podcast listener or the book reader and he doesn't care. So then <laughs> I'm in book clubs or mm-hmm. I like yep. talk about the podcast that I'm listening with people that I know who are listening to them as well because then I'm still getting an outlet mm-hmm. instead of just relying on Kurt to also fill that need because right. there's like other many other things that we're connecting on. And so it's like, well... I'll just go talk to my friends about this, and that's fine. But for me, if I couldn't laugh with him,
2: for that sure. would be really hard. For yeah, sure, for sure. sure. So And he values. doesn't need to be the, the like the show-stopping funniest guy in yeah. the world. But we need to be able to laugh.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. With each other. Um. What are What was your initial question? Kind of
0: the like, how do you evaluate an early dating relationship? Yeah, so so far, we right. have kind of is there a little is there a connection? Is there shared values? I would add another one, and this is kind of the big one elephant in the room as it were, but is God at work there? Is there something happening that kind of is on that more spiritual, like God's God's clearly doing something here between the two of us and that's intriguing and we want to pursue that. Um, and then to see involved in it even would be maybe a question to ask too, which kind of fits with the tools we talked about. But yeah, other things we would want to say early on that would be helpful for uh, navigating an early dated relationship.
2: And maybe again, I typically talk to women and, but this would be true of men too. Like trust your, your spidey sense. Mm -hmm. That's what we like. That's another hopeism, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have this sort of like inner, inner sense. Some people would call it like discernment, um, your gut. Um, if, if you feel unsafe, stay away. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just, I would say that it would be one of the things where don't give it four months. Right. If, if if you, if you're feeling unsafe or something about them. Mm-hmm. Like it's off. Is or, off. Yeah. Um. So so be be careful and be cautious, especially in the culture of online di- online dating. But you could somebody could be a little bit off, mm-hmm. um, either for you personally or just maybe they are an unsafe person. It's hard to know, but just to be safe, mm-hmm. um, in general. And I always say like, unless there's like uh, like a no, that's not going to happen. If you're on the fence, I I the advice I tend to give is give it a few dates,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but um. I, that's not universal advice either if you're like no that was like super boring or wow he said some off-putting things or something like obviously no but I would say give it a few days I'm curious why do you think do you think that person gives that four-month advice as like general advice
1: no it was my okay. mom's husband and oh. she had met him and it was like the moment he met Kurt he was like oh this is who Kalen's gonna marry And and so, yeah. And so then I had gone back to my mom and him, and I was like, I don't know, you guys. And he was like, just give him four months. And I was, and I like, I respect her husband. And so, and then I had all the other stuff. It was the
2: beard, though, in the end that got you. Oh, yeah. Her husband has a fantastic beard. He does have a great (laughs) beard. He's got a great beard game. (laughs) And my husband has a beard. It's just not quite as uh,
0: robust. Yeah. Yeah. Chiseled. Kurt's (laughs) Kurt's, yeah,
2: <laughs> Kurt's like holds. It's like beard Kurt can be in it's a aggressive. hurricane,
0: it's, yeah, it's, and the uh, beard
2: wouldn't move. Yeah. yeah, and that's a
0: that's a blessing. Yeah. That's a gift. Um, all right, so I and I would just yeah again um, kind of call back to is God in this and and I, I think then I would advocate for uh, you don't need to get your heart super okay. This can be a weird thought. You don't need to have your heart be completely intertwined with that person at the beginning. Uh, right? Beware of making them an idol. but also, remember, you're just dating. You're kind of checking each other out and seeing, is there something here? Is there a connection? Is there a spark? Is there a shared faith, shared interests of values? Uh, and then not necessarily like, does it have to be one on the one hand, perfect. And we're, we're a complete perfect fit. Like healing your example, right? Like it took time to kind of see the fit more, mm-hmm. but also on the other hand, like don't over emphasize it, like, and make this the biggest deal ever. And that's a weird kind of one to throw in late, but it is helpful to like, uh, yeah, not, not to kind of find a balance between how you're thinking about it as the love continues to grow or maybe interest continues to grow.
1: Yeah. I felt like I had to know right away. Mm-hmm. like after, sure. And that's why I think too. Rob was like, just give it like a
0: hot minute, (laughs) you know, like don't
1: make such quick decisions as you don't know him really. Yeah. Christians.
2: And that's the, I became a believer as an adult. So I kind of sat on both sides of the coin and, um, Christians make dating a really high stakes game that Mm -hmm. it probably doesn't, that that in my opinion, it doesn't need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, It's again, you said it's just another date. And Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Like you're not agreeing to marry someone because you go out on three dates with them. Even if your friends kind of like make it a bigger deal than it is, don't, don't buy into the hype (laughs) that it's more than that. Because it just, then the level of fear you would have about asking someone out or saying yes. Mm -hmm. What if she, what if he or she says no to me? Then you're like, oh, I missed my chance to be married. And the
1: the stakes just become so, so high. Well, that was my fear is like, what? I don't want to get hurt. So I need to make a decision now before I get hurt. You can get hurt though. I know. Anytime.
0: I know. I know. It will hurt. That'd be another good. Like it's no matter what, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Even if you
2: stay with that person, you're going to get hurt by them for sure.
0: Yeah, Yeah, right. All
2: right. I've got a question. I know you normally get the questions, but I've got a question and I think this is a hot take and I'm going to look at Dan while I ask it. I wish the camera could point at him. Dan's in the room here. What do you think, because in the Christian world, there's always been this, like, lingering tradition, maybe, of men ask women out. So What's your question. My question is, should women ask men out? Do you want me to answer, want, want me to say my answer first, or do you it want feels to... like
0: you just want to say your answer, but I, <laughs> I don't
2: know. Dan, are you writing this down? All right. This
0: is, this... all right. Uh, all right. I I can go. Uh, yes, absolutely. Of course, women should ask men out. I don't see why not. Um, I am a man. Uh, I was not asked out by Allison as much as we just started dating. It was a very weird. We were so awkward that we couldn't even like have real conversations to, at the start. But I think it's perfectly natural to for a woman to ask a man out. I think it's uh, it shows a sign of like interest, right? And I think uh, oh, I, yeah, holy that's fine. cow, I'm, okay. I'm perfectly okay with that. All right, okay. um. It shows a sign of interest, right? And it shows like, and it's, uh, you know, that just puts the, you know, the impetus on them, the guy to respond and to see where the direction goes. Kaylin, your thoughts?
1: I think it's probably dependent on the woman. Like, is she, uh, I don't, I don't think it's bad if women ask men out. Uh, but if that like gal is not going to feel confident in doing it or like. I don't know. I just like wouldn't want someone to feel pressure that they need to do it. So that was kind of like how I'm answering the question is. I don't think it's wrong, but do you think that's right for you Which feels so like individualistic? And
2: I just wanted to put it out there because I think it's so prevalent in Christian dating. Like, oh, I can't ask him out because blah, blah, blah. And I and I. I would love to see responsibility on both ends. Mm-hmm. You know, like what if that person asked you out? Could you ask them out next? Could you plan oh, the next that day? that I totally. Could you? Yes. But even like initiating, what yeah. if you had gone to Kurt and shown interest? Like people kind of, I like traditionally in the church and probably in more conservative circles, obviously that's kind of frowned upon. And mm-hmm. I I've always questioned that as like why do why is that frowned mm-hmm. upon? Because you're both eventually gonna have to say yes anyway. Mm-hmm. I, and we'd all we always can see like if there was a totally lopsided relationship where one is completely pursuing the other and the other's just kind of fatalistically like waiting, mm-hmm. that seems unhelpful too, mm-hmm. right? like mm-hmm. and that's I think that's how some people have taken it. And so just this uh, encouragement to women to show interest too, I think mm-hmm. instead of having this, like well, they'll come to me if they like me. That's really, if I was sitting in the shoes of the person who was doing the asking out, that would be really frustrating to not have any indication of whether somebody mm-hmm. would say yes to you because you have no clue of whether they're interested or not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if we're thinking about dating as uh, seeing what God's up to, seeing if there's a spark, seeing if there's shared interests and chemistry, then that would perfectly match with those kind of things because it could be either person kind of wanting to say, hey, is this a possibility? And that's what. Then let's go on a date. Let's go on a couple of dates to see if there is something here that is worth pursuing uh, and moving toward commitment. So, and if uh, it's
2: low stake, your heart is not devastated. Yeah, sure.
0: right, right. Uh, right. So we're, yep. it's at, uh, so that. So that's all we're going to do for today, uh, I think, because we have opened up uh, almost more cans of worms, I think, than what answers we actually gave. And so, if you have listened to this podcast, and, and I know we have our outros going to say this too, but if you listen to this and you're like, I have dating questions. And I demand answers. You can email LDI at hopecc.com. We'd love to hear your questions or other questions on this topic you'd like us to consider. Um, but also we'd love to yeah, hear feedback from you or if you're like, you said this and I don't know if I agree. We'd love to hear us. So email us. Um, we'd love to chat further about this. Well, that wraps up our conversation for today. But we want to keep connecting with you, so thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow our show and leave a review. We love connecting with our listeners, so if you have questions, comments, or topic ideas, please email us, ldi at hopecc.com. LDI is a ministry of Hope Community Church based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We seek to develop leaders in their biblical thinking, Christ-like character, and ministry skills for service both inside and outside the church. We do this through internships, classes, seminars, and retreats. If you're interested in learning more about our internships or other opportunities, visit ldi.hopecc.com or email ldi at hopecc.com. Have a great week.